Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Front and center, the Jets in their pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. We've been talking about it all week. And then yesterday, they actually hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, somebody who knows Hackett very well from covering him this failed year in Denver. My good buddy, Brandon Crystal, of course, you can follow him on Twitter at BK Denver Sports. He's a sports anchor and reporter in Colorado for KOA Colorado. Uh, correspondent for Fox Sports Radio. Been in the business a long time. Him and I go way back over those. Crystal, today is my 20-year anniversary since I first set foot in the fan as an intern. And I've known you, you know, what, like three years or so after that. So I've known you a long time as well. Well, happy anniversary, and I, I got to think that if you were walking into the fan in your Jamal Anderson jersey that day, <laughs> you knew that it was going to be life-changing, and two decades later, whether you're on the mighty airwaves of the fan or on Sportsnet New York or anywhere in between, you're still going strong, and uh, maybe next year is the year that the Falcons get it figured out with the Desmond Ritter experiment, and uh, I doubt that. Be, I'll be seeing you at the Super Bowl in Vegas cheering on your Falcons. Yeah, but, right. No, I, mean, I, I doubt, I doubt that. I keep I keep pushing forward for 20 years. The Falcons keep going backwards, those losers. <laughs> All right, anyway, so you covered Nathaniel Hackett this year. Uh, boy, I mean, there's a lot to get into. First and foremost, would you think of Hackett the person that you got to know while you covered the team? Hackett the person is, uh, you know, and I was, I was looking at some of Coach Sala's comments. He said the hire is a home run. Hackett the person is a home run. And there's a great story if you want to just kind of get to know him a little bit that Nikki Javala, who worked out here for a long time and is now at the Washington Post, mostly covering the commanders, but covering the league. She did a really good piece on Hackett a year ago. So, you know, two Novembers ago when he was getting some buzz about becoming a head coach and about what he learned from his dad and about his personality traits and how he wanted to be, uh, or he taught hip hop dance class and he wanted to be a neurobiologist and, and he's just a, a really unique, fun guy to be around uh but then you know so, so when, when you get to spend time with him you're like is this going to work as a coach can he be we know he's got the good cop part down can he be the bad cop when he needs to and so but just personality wise there's a reason Aaron Rodgers loves him is he he can be the good cop and so 
whether it's Zach Wilson or, or perhaps likely another quarterback, they'll get along with Nathaniel Hackett because he'll be there, the good cop, and, and this will allow Robert Sala to be the bad cop so, uh, when needed. So before we get into Rodgers, obviously there's a lot here that I want to get to. What went wrong in Denver? Was it his relationship with Russell Wilson? Was he overmatched? What exactly was the issue for him as a head coach in Denver? Yeah, I think it was a combination of a few things. You know, if Brett Rippon would have been his quarterback all year, and I don't think they would have won many more games, but a quarterback where he's not looking over there saying, oh, I need to make the quarterback happy. I remember when I was with the team in London, and it was a small hotel that we were all staying in, and, you know, we're the radio flagship. I see one of the assistant coaches at 1 in the morning, one of the offensive coaches, coming back to the room because he's like eight doors down from me. Say, hey, Coach, do you think that the Coach Hackett is trying to get Russ going a little too much and he's like oh get our best player getting him going early i'm like look that's a coach answer i'm saying at the expense of the offense is he going out of his way to feature russ unintentionally because you look go back all the way to the beginning of the year the game in seattle they lost where they had the two red zone fumbles and they were just terrible in the red zone early they were terrible in the red zone most of the year but 15 of the first 18 plays inside the 10 yard line were pass plays you know, it's the stuff Peyton Manning might have used to do. He checked the pass plays to get his touchdown numbers up, but he completed all, uh, maybe not all of them, but lots and lots and lots of them. That's not really been who Russell Wilson is. And so I think that Hackett was going out of his way to get Russ cooking, to get him going because he just felt obligated and excited that he had Russell Wilson. And then, you know, the more the season went on, you find that maybe Russ was checking this stuff on his own. Uh, or not wanting to call something and calling I don't say I don't say completely calling something else, but checking out of it to go a different direction. And so Hack was kind of having to deal with managing that with what Russ wanted to do and what he thought he should be able to do. And they abandoned the run a little too early. They go out against a, an undermanned Titans team in Nashville and pass the ball eight of the first nine times. You know that was after the bye week, coming off the win in London over the Jags. But it was stuff like that. And then you look at the game management stuff. And the fact that he hired so many coaches that were in the job they had this year for him in Denver for the first time, it was just not a great mix. So I don't know if he's a bad football coach. I think the head football coaching responsibilities may have been a lot for him. But I do know that lots of players that have that have been around him, and he, including lots of Broncos players, really like him, the person. And he's been around some good football, a lot of good rushing football specifically, and so can he get that going in New York, especially when Brees Hall gets healthy? I think there's a good possibility. Talk like about, said, we'll get to there in Rodgers' part. So Yeah, yeah, I, 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 we'll, I, yeah. we'll get to Rodgers in a second. Talk about Brandon Crystal at BK Denver Sports on Twitter. Sports Anger reporter for KOA Colorado. Was Hackett hired by the Broncos to lure Aaron Rodgers there? I don't think specifically because that's a terrible way to approach it. I think that they like the idea that Hackett and Rodgers have such a close relationship. They they weren't exactly sure what direction they would go. The Russell Wilson stuff started to come together shortly after they hired Hackett. You know, if you believe the stories, and I do in the reporting that John Schneider and George Payton made first contact, if you will, at the Senior Bowl, which is kind of next week, and Hackett got hired exactly a year ago on the 26th of January uh, was when he, when the, the, hire, the hire was announced. Tom Pelissero uh, broke the news on NFL or from NFL Network at five in the morning Mountain Time. So uh, I think that that would have been a feather in the cap. But you can't hire a guy and think, oh, we're going to definitely get Rogers. You got to hire a guy that is going to change what's going on in your building. There's a reason you moved on from the old coach almost, you know, 99% of the time, except for when a guy retires, right? And so 
Vic Fangio was an old-school defensive guy. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, whose dad might have been a little old-school, he's very new-school in his thinking and the way he approaches practice and, and, and in incorporating technology and, and all of that in training camp. And so you were hiring a guy that was different from Vic Fangio that everyone likes and had a good plan. And if it could get Aaron Rodgers, great. But they didn't hire him specifically to get Aaron Rodgers because that would have been insane. Because uh, once they don't get him, let's say they don't trade for Russell Wilson, well, then what are they doing at quarterback anyway? Is it bringing back Teddy Bridgewater, signing Jacoby Brissett, making a different trade, getting Sam Darnold, wh- whatever it is. Like, okay, well, now we have this guy that we didn't really want. No, I think he won them in the room. He 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 was really good. I heard Kevin O'Connell was really good. I heard Aaron Glenn was really good. But Hackett in both his interviews blew him away. But then, job. but then why do you fire him after less than a year? Like, I get it was a disaster. My opinion is, from the outside, I would have never hired him based on some of the stuff that I saw. He was completely overmatched, inept. But if they hired him, not just to bring Aaron Rodgers there, if they hired him because they believed in him, how do you change course on that after whatever it was, 12, 14 games when they fired him? Because George Payton hired him, and the ownership change was going to take place, but you didn't know who was buying the team in January. By the time the ownership change happens in August, you have Russell Wilson in the fold, you're excited about Hackett's personality, then the games start happening, and obviously from the get-go, that opener in Seattle with the 64-yard field goal, and you got Russell Wilson right there in a field, he knows how to come back and win, and you don't give him that chance, at least on fourth and three, try to make a play. Uh, you know, they're just kind of, as the Penner-Walton group and Greg Penner kind of leading the group, as they're going through their checklist of what they want to see from a coach, even though it's their first time owning a sports team, they, you know, go week by week by week. And George Payton is just an employee of theirs, someone whose opinion I think that they trust and, and value. But if George got it wrong, they're not the ones who got it wrong. And so that's why Greg Penner is leading this search. And Condoleezza Rice, who's a, a part of the ownership group, has uh, a big hand, at least in the initial part of these interviews. And, and Greg's wife, Carrie Walton Penner, uh, whose dad, Rob, is the one who wrote the big check there in the meeting, both Rob and Carrie. So I think that that's why it's easy to move on because Greg's like, I didn't hire him. I like him, but things aren't going well. We're stuck with Russ. I don't think he says it like that, right. you know, out loud. So it's like we have to make a change. This isn't working, and to do another year of this would be crazy. So let's see what else is out there. Okay, so now if you're Hackett, and what did he sign with Denver? What kind of like what's he getting paid now? To, the, the, to... the standard like four year, twenty million, you know, give or take whatever. Oh. Four years, eighteen million. Right, and he's that... getting he's getting that money no matter what. Right, and. So I'm sure his contract with the Jets, there's probably an unwritten rule in football that you're not signing him for 58 grand, but you're probably not paying him $3 million. You're probably paying him whatever the average coordinator makes, million, million five, and then the Broncos are, are eating the rest of, of the contract and they'll pay it out whether they pay it out annually or all at once, however that works. I'm not an accountant or an agent. Right. So, so my question then is why, because we're trying to connect the dots to Aaron Rodgers, right? Why would Nathaniel Hackett take this job, the Jets offensive coordinator job, which is probably the worst offensive coordinator job in the league, the way that it stands right now. Why would he t- take when he doesn't need it? Cause he's got the money. He could go sit, retire somewhere, sure. relax somewhere for at least sure. a year. He's got four kids. Yeah. Right. He's got four kids. His, his oldest is just finishing his freshman year. He's a really good soccer player and plays football. And then his other kids all play sports, two boys, two girls. Yeah. He easily could have hung out in Colorado or gone somewhere else if they wanted to move and, and just, seeing what was out there in a year when we know all the 
Right. Changes happen again. And and not to mention that, you know, he's coming off of what he went through and the Jets offensive coordinator position isn't a a desirable one. And that Robert Sala is basically a lame duck. So he's going from just getting fired in Denver to now being in a spot where if they don't make the playoffs, they're all gone yet again. So why would he take that risk when he has no need to whatsoever unless Aaron Rodgers was coming with him? Well, there, there could be something to that, and it's really fascinating, right? Robert Sala and Matt LaFleur are obviously very close, and if you go back and listen to that Sean McVay, Peter Schrager podcast from two years ago uh, when those guys did the Flying Coach second season podcast, you hear how close Sala and LaFleur really were um, because they did it together. But Mike LaFleur gets fired. I guess Matt's not holding it against him. Does Matt have enough juice with the Packers? And I don't know exactly how that dynamic is between – he and, and Brian Gutekunst to say, look, let's get this deal done. Let's get some more draft picks. Let's move on from Aaron. We saw enough from from Jordan Love that that would get us through the year or whatever it may be. And and let's just you know nip this in the buds. We're not doing this two more years, just like they did the first time around with Brett Farr, where it's like, is he retiring this year? So let him go to a place if he wants to go there. We know who Robert is. We know he loves Coach Hackett, right? Let's. Let's I mean, how, well, how close? Yeah, how close are they? I mean, do you know how we hear that they're BFFs, and we know that you know Rogers won the MVPs under Hackett, and obviously had success. But are they actually that close? Well, I I, I don't know. I know that uh, they're uh, almost the same age, right? They're just a few years apart, right? And so they they're from the same generation, if you will, and and have the same sensibilities and same references and and. Both love Star Wars, <laughs> as silly as really? that Really? Well, so I remember years ago when Rogers was dating Olivia Munn and the new Star Wars came out, or the last Star Wars, and she was wearing like a Star Wars t-shirt in her Instagram post, and he was wearing like a Luke Skywalker cloak. Huh. She's like, one of us has a t-shirt, one of us has the cloak from the movie. <laughs> and and Hackett loves Star Wars uh, and everything about Star Wars, so maybe they connect on that level to some degree too. I, I gotta be honest, the football. I, like I love Star Wars. I don't know about you. I, I love Star Wars. I don't want the head coach of my football team loving Star Wars. I, well, here's the thing: he's not the head coach in this case. He's well, just right, the play caller. That is, well, and, I'm saying and, if and I would have so known that yeah. going yeah. in, I wouldn't yeah. have hired the guy. Oh, you like Star yeah. Wars? That's great, but you know what? For a head coach, we're looking for somebody a little different. I want head coaches that play Madden and know how to manage timeouts. Yeah, well, because right. You didn't get that. I don't think there are too many of those guys in the league. Not as many as you think. And like, you I know, want a head I, coach that loves Rambo or Die Hard. Well, you know I what I mean? It, but the reason, or Gladiator the reason Madden is, is honestly no. But when you think about it, how many coaches mismanage timeouts? Because and it's like, have you never played Madden? Because you know you got to take them before the two minute warning. It's getting better, but in general, you still don't have enough coaches that that know to do that. And I remember Hackett was actually asked, hey, do you play Madden? He's like, not as much anymore as I used to. So at least he's of the Madden generation. <laughs> but re- regardless, uh, right. I-, I will say this. Look, he wants to run the football. I remember sitting with him because we were on the same flight back from the combine. And this is, I guess, right as the Russell Wilson thing was maybe coming together, but certainly very few people knew about it. And we were talking about just his philosophy and his time at Syracuse. I was like, man, that's pretty crazy. You know, you had Floyd Little, who obviously is a Broncos Hall of Famer, and Ernie Davis, and, and of course, the great Jim Brown. He goes, oh, yeah, we beat all the records. He's like, we run the damn football. And so, at his core, he is still cut from that, you know, West Coast offense uh, that he's part of the QB collective with Kyle Shanahan and, and the rest of all of these young coaches, uh, and Sean McVay and the like, and they want to run the outside zone. Uh, same thing Michael Flora wanted to run, uh, or tried to run, and it wasn't always executed, but 
he had Russell Wilson and wanted to get Russ cooking, I think, and, and got away from his own principles. If you look at the – obviously, they, they lost the Jets game with Brett Rippon starting this time, Brett Rippon, who had owned the Jets prior based on his trip to the Meadowlands a couple of years ago. The game plan looked a little more normal. And you're like, oh, we'll just do that when Russ gets back next week. Like, just run the ball more. And then they, they were quick to abandon it. And so I think that he was a victim of his own – you know, kind of a prisoner in his own mind. Was like, God, you do have Russ. Like, let's get him going. Let's, and then whatever Russ was changing to. So, with the with the running backs they have, if Brees Hall gets back healthy and Carter, whether Aaron Rodgers is there or not, they are going to try to run the ball as effectively. And if you go back and watch some of the Broncos, really any game, but especially early in the year, there are guys running wide open. People get open in this offense, and we see it in San Francisco. We've seen it in Green Bay. And so, if Aaron Rodgers is there, that makes it obviously much more exciting. But regardless of who's a quarterback. He, Nathaniel Hackett can scheme up some really good plays. It's can he have that consistency in his play calling, and we won't know that until September. How do you think it shakes out here ultimately? You think the Jets? Well, just tell me what you think the Jets are going to do at quarterback. And I guess maybe to further it with one more question: Let's say it's not Aaron Rodgers. Let's say it's Derek Carr. Will he work in or, or with other quarterback Carr, Garoppolo? Will they work in Hackett's system? I think so. Well, and the reason you know Garoppolo will is because he's worked in it right. with Kyle Shanahan, and it's going to be as, as close as he can try to, to mirror that. It's funny because Hackett doesn't have any direct ties to that offense beyond his time now with Lafleur, other than it's all evolved out of out of Bill Walsh's original offense. But Hackett has kind of gone out of his way to really become a part of it and wanted to be on Lafleur's staff after getting let go in Jacksonville because he wanted to run the stuff that Kyle runs and you know, that's what everyone's kind of based in Sean McVay's changed it a little. So I, I think that if I'm the jets, I do all I can to get Aaron Rodgers. To me, it's worth two number ones, right? The jets missed on Zach Wilson, the best way to cover up that miss. Cause right. The Broncos missed on Paxton Lynch a few years ago and people don't beat him up as much as they probably should on missing on a first round quarterback. Now that was right after they won the super bowl and they kind of rushed to the pick, but missing on Zach Wilson at number two, is going to sting unless you trade for Aaron Rodgers and he comes in for, you would hope, at least two years, not just one year. And I think he – it's funny because everyone talks about the New York media. I'm guessing Aaron Rodgers will pay attention to what he wants to pay attention to. But at the end of the day, if he's playing well, there's nothing better than winning in New York. We right. certainly know that. And to do it for a year or two, he may like the confrontation with new guys. With you know, And let's, let's be fair, and I'm not trying to pick on the – media that like they're not in there attacking you all the time you have columnists they're going to write what they're going to say you have obviously talk shows not just on the fan but all, all around the tri-state area like it's going to be out- there are talk shows outside of the fan what are you kidding me what do we we lost them you know what cut them there are no talk shows outside of the fan what are you talking about this is the only place for sports talk the only place but no i know what you're saying and i do think that or i know what he was saying he's not there anymore so um I know what he's saying about Rodgers and handling the media, where I do think, I was telling you earlier, I do feel like Rodgers will handle it well. And I don't think the media is going to be looking to rip Rodgers, nor does he care. He'll answer things honestly, he'll be straightforward, and then they're going to have to deal with it. So I, we lost you there, Brett. You, hey, look, there are yeah. no sports talk stations outside of this one. What are you kidding me? In New York, no, this I, is the only one no, that matters. Guess, right, and, and on Twitter, th- look, Aaron Rodgers isn't Kevin Durant. He's not that engaged on social media. Right? Right. He's doing what he's doing. He's going to talk to Pat McAfee. He's going to see the clips he wants to see. He's going to tell people to relax and they need to relax. But he may look at, after spending the last two decades basically 
in obscurity during the football season, which has its pluses and minuses. Like now, if he wants to on a Monday or a Tuesday night, you probably find a quiet little spot in the village to go have dinner, right? You can't do that in Green Bay when you're Aaron Rodgers, you know, unless you probably run out the whole place. And so he may welcome the opportunity if that ends up being a deal that can get done and they can make the money work and make the trade work. And I think it would be huge for the Jets to maybe save Salah's career. And, the, you know, you asked why Hackett wanted to jump back in to, to go back to that real quickly. He wants to reestablish his good name, if you will, right? Right. He, he's a guy that's well thought of. And right. He's given the opportunity. And he thinks this so, is a spot to do that? Well, he's, I, I guess it's like it can't get any worse. I still have all this money coming to me. I'll continue to keep coaching if I want to keep coaching. But if I can get the Jets going, then I'm a guy, oh, I couldn't get Russ going because Russ, it just wasn't working. But look, one, I got Aaron Rodgers to come here, possibly. Or two, without Aaron Rodgers, with Derek Carr or whomever, and these young running backs, look at what we're doing. And we're, because the Jets were six and three, right? They didn't start out the year three and six. There's right. some pieces there. And I certainly like some of the pieces on the defense. So if they can make a couple of, of good offseason moves, or even if the, you know, they lose some draft picks to acquire Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers will cover up a lot of blemishes. Uh, but I think he'll be re energized too. And so, you know, he didn't have much to say about, Matt LaFleur's hiring, and I think they've gotten along well enough, but we know he likes Hackett, and Hackett likes him, so he'll probably have even more influence, but in a positive way, because he'll just be like, yeah, let's just run these plays, because it got me two MVPs. Yeah, and I just get the feel that it's going to happen. All the pieces are now in place with Hackett, his buddy being the offensive coordinator. You know, you look at, if it's the AFC teams, I think the Jets are the best spot if Rodgers wants to win, or you look at the roster and where they could go, so... Uh, I, I hope it works out. All right, dude. Thanks, Brandon. We appreciate uh, appreciate the insight. Always good to catch up with you. Likewise. Happy anniversary, and uh, let's go Mets, I guess. Thanks, huh? buddy. Yeah, Dodged let's go Mets. Dodged a bullet on Carlos Correa. Dodged a bullet on Correa. Well, so. before even we get into the Mets, I want the Rangers to take down the Avs this time. Well, the Avs lost to the lowly Ducks tonight, and Gordon Bombay wasn't even coaching. So. <laughs> Rangers, Avs in the finals. Maybe I'll make a trip out there, and we can go check hey, out a game together. I got a, I got a, I got a guest room for you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. See ya. Brandon Crystal, sports anchor and reporter for at KOA. Well, that's a Twitter handle. For KOA Colorado, which is the home of the Broncos. The Twitter handle is at KOA Colorado. His Twitter handle, at BK Denver Sports. Always fun catching up with him. The thing that I learned there, and I guess I should have known this anyway, but as a head coach, uh, you know, this year was a total disaster with Nathaniel Hackett, and it wasn't any semblance of the offense, apparently, that he normally runs. But do the math, right? With Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, they run that offense similar to what Mike LaFleur was trying to run with the Jets, which is Kyle Shanahan's offense. So it's not like it's a totally different offense, but what you're getting is somebody who's better at running it because he's a more experienced, more successful offensive coordinator. So the Jets clearly upgraded at offensive coordinator, but it means absolutely nothing if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come with him. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.